Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A lot of folks still talking about what happened in the WASDE report of earlier this week. We've had a couple days to digest because really there hasn't been much else going on. Uh, no man's land is one way that I've heard it described. Also, we're going to look at the ethanol. What's going on with demand concerns there? We did get weekly export numbers out um, because obviously delayed because of the uh, Veterans Day holiday. But just exports in all have been very quiet on that front so we're going to talk about that and a lot more today as Aaron Bertels joins us he is with Crossroads Marketing and so let's talk WASD first off I mean it's been talked about all week because really there isn't much else going on in the grains and everything seems to go back to this report yeah it's been pretty slow news week after the report came out and obviously the report solved a lot of questions for corn you know demand was changed you had uh, Ukraine uh, production altered heavily, you know, so a lot of those unanswered questions got answered for corn and the price reacted, you know, appropriately, uh, at least for that period of time. With beans, not a lot of those questions did get answered, right? You saw a, a reduction in yield, which is pretty crazy for this time of the year, especially considering that harvest wasn't exactly slow, right? I mean, we had a pretty good harvest. They, you would thought they'd had a pretty good idea. Uh, in October timeframe as to what kind of yield we would have. And, you know, it's not a huge adjustment, but it is a huge adjustment for this time of the year. And, and with beans, we just didn't have the room for that kind of movement. And while people expected this report to be friendly for beans and friendly for corn, they expected it more on the demand front than they did the supply, you know, as far as yield dropping like it did. Um, so that was, you know, it, it's huge. It's unprecedented. I mean, you, you see a carryout adjustment like that on corn and beans, and then you see a carryout adjustment on both of them compared to where we expected them at the beginning of the year. I mean, you expected 3 billion bushel carryout for corn this summer, and you expected, you know, 900 million on soybeans this summer, and now we're sitting at 1.7 billion for corn and, you know, 170 million for beans. I mean, this is, uh, or 190 million for beans. This is, it's a huge, huge adjustment to, to take in. Even though we saw some some higher numbers on the trade to kind of wrap up the week, the tone just seems to be there of some uncertainty and some uneasiness maybe going into the weekend and, and into early next week. Yeah, I expected this, I guess, right during the election, you know, when things came out and there wasn't any real decision on who our president was going to be. Things were very much up in the air. Uh, you expected the markets to be very unsure, and usually when they're unsure, it's not a good thing. And that's just not what we saw. We saw buying going into this report. Uh, we saw the stock market continue to hold strong as it as it still is uh, with all this uncertainty about. But now you're seeing after we've gotten through the report, digested this, uh, it was a very friendly report, but yet you've seen the markets kind of back off a little bit since then. And you've just you've made a lot of things known here, right? And now you you don't have a lot of answers on some of these other things, like what's this presidential you know regime going to look like as far as uh, how relationships are going to work with some of these foreign countries, and especially the biggest thing is you know COVID moving forward. You know it's ramping up in these places, um, places like Chicago, New York State, you know all looking at uh, shutting down basically again, or at least uh, putting in stay-at-home orders. Um, you know, what's that going to look like when President Biden or President-elect Biden does take over and is listening to more science, you know, and is does have his panel of scientists that are going to be giving him advice as to what's the best way to handle this. And it was talked about earlier, too, the fact that there's a lot of seats that are going to have to be filled post-inauguration day, including 
many within the Department of Agriculture. So is that giving some little uneasiness to the markets as well? I think probably. I mean, it's just, it's the whole thing, right? It's this, we are seeing an uptick in all of this stuff right now as far as COVID goes. And we saw how this worked the first time and we're walking into winter. And this is the thing they talked about for a long time. Uh, it, we know what would happen if, if Trump was still there. We've seen what happens there. And now we don't know what's going to happen uh, if, you know, President-elect Biden does take office here in January. So you know that he's going to have a more scientific approach to this, uh, just what they've all talked about the whole time. And what does that mean? What does that mean for exports? What does that mean for, uh, you know, demand in general as we move forward, and especially ethanol, right? I mean, this is something that put a huge hit on ethanol ground that we could not possibly make up. And this is the time of year where ethanol typically starts to move back in the right direction. And that might be real difficult if we start seeing things shut down again. You talk about that. What other demand concerns are we going to see? As you said, this is usually a ramp-up time time for ethanol. Yeah, I think you you have to look at just exports in general. I mean, China bought a lot of stuff here, you know, for a lot of reasons, right? A multitude of reasons. One being they just didn't have enough supply. One being probably the trade deal. Uh, but also the fact that they were trying to get ahead of some of this in case things did shut down or slow down uh, with grain being able to move so they've forward bought a lot of stuff because it was good prices they needed it but also uh concern over the ability for for grain to move from one place to another and i think that's that's probably still concern for them what about the dollar how is that affecting the trade right now yeah i mean it's going to make us everything's more competitive for a couple of reasons. I mean, the dollar is going down, but you also have all these other countries like China where their currency is very much elevated. Their prices of their products are very much elevated. And so we stay competitive at, at these prices still. Um, but you're also in a place now where it's probably not as big a concern because we just don't have a lot of competition. You, you start walking into uh, February, you know, March, May, that's when we really start to see more corn demand, which is what the market's anticipating. Looking at, I know before we head to break here real quick, we did have um, weekly export numbers come out. No no big surprise with those numbers. No, it's been a slow week. You had the last sale, I believe, was three days ago to South Korea. So nothing to China here recently, uh, which is another part of this ho-hum time frame, right, where the market's just in no man's land because you haven't seen any additional demand. And, and that's what the trade wants to see, and especially from China. All right, we'll stick around, folks. We're going to continue to talk about some some export numbers. It's been a quiet week at that. And we'll look more at COVID. What is this going to mean for the protein side of everything as we hear more lockdowns taking place? More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. It's Aaron Bertels continues to join us. He is with Crossroads Marketing. Aaron, it's it's interesting that you know we've had such an inundation over the last couple of weeks of China, Japan, Mexico. We continue to see daily exports. I can't remember the last time I got that little after eight o'clock email saying this is how much has been sold into who or to unknown. Yeah, it's been a while. It has slowed down significantly. Um, I don't expect that that's going to continue to be the case, you know, especially as we move through these months where uh, South America really starts dropping off on what they have as far as available supplies of soybeans. Uh, some of these other countries have already shown that they just don't have the supply that they typically do because of crop issues this year, um, specifically like Ukraine, who's been a huge competitor the last couple of years. 
uh, on the export front, especially for corn. So as we move forward with soybeans, if China needs them, we're going to be the only game in town for them to to come forward and grab those. And even with, you know, especially with this USDA report where we didn't really ramp up um, any demand on that report, we're either going to have to see some very significant um, cancellations or they're going to have to change those numbers at some point. But the tough part for everybody is it's not like the market sits around and waits for this information to come out in these reports before it decides what it thinks reality is, right? I mean, we are at this price in soybeans because of the demand that we've seen and because of what the trade believes demand will continue to be. So it has played a lot of this stuff in, and that's what you just saw with corn in this report. We got what we wanted in that report. They changed demand. They changed overall supply. We had a 465 million bushel um, reduction in the stocks number. Corn went up, and now it's come back down again just because it, it already into the marketplace. Head over to the livestock side, and, and we talked a little bit about the COVID and the effects from the grain complex, but I would think there's got to be a lot more nervousness on the protein side as we start to see more lockdowns, less restaurants going out, less just everything at this point. Yeah, these rallies for cattle, you know, hogs, they've just been really weak. You know, cattle just had a, a decent little run up here. It actually went a little farther than I would have uh, necessarily thought, but then still weak, right? We just, we've had a downward trend in this market for quite some time, but you could have come up a decent amount more and still had the, the downward trend intact, but it just hasn't had the momentum to be able to do it. And yeah, it should be a huge concern as some of these bigger cities decide to go into lockdown mode again. Uh, you've had box beef has, has had some sharp um, upticks here the last couple of weeks. And, you know, some talk might be that that's because we remember what happened the last time that we got ready to go into shutdown. And there was some heavy buying right away because people feared they were going to have to stay at home for quite a while. But as you move forward, this is obviously a huge negative because you lose all the restaurant stuff again, which never really picked up to its full potential anyway. Um, and now you, you put that on hold in a lot of these big places again. It's a huge detriment. And I would worry a lot about uh, what prices could do again if, if we run into a winter where we're on a, a lockdown for a while before we can get a vaccine distributed. Um, you know, some of these places uh, are just not going to be you're just not going to see the export demand for this, and you're not going to see the domestic demand, and, and that can be troubling. Do packers in the South need the inventory? I mean, a 3 to $4 jump on, on the cash trade in the South, and knowing that we're sending cattle from the North to the South to be processed, is there a limit somewhere? Yeah, I think that's possible. I think you, you did run into just an oversupply um thing going on here for sure and i think we've we've hit kind of the brink of that as you've seen weights drop a little bit um during a time where they typically don't so hopefully we've kind of gotten over the hump on this oversupply issue uh, but you know as you move forward i think the the biggest concern is still just going to be you know how do we move this stuff um we do have still plenty of supply uh, you know, and how do we move it uh, during a time where, you know, we're just we're set up for so much demand and, and we just may not have it. Well, speaking of a uh, quiet types of trade, that's why this hogs have been just not a lot of momentum and excitement to get this market moving. Yeah, you had really good exports today and, and China was back in the mix there, but they have picked up their all grid a lot faster than people expected them to. And so I think there is some concern over what demand might look like down the road. Uh, once they get you know back to to where they need to be so yeah it's just been a really sideways market and again you have to be concerned that you know moving into this uh covid time again that's uh that we're gonna have a tough time coming out of that 
What's the one key thing we need to look at come Monday? I think you've just got to watch and see if we start get exports again, right? You need to see some consistent things start to move um, back in that direction. And we need some new life for these markets to be able to keep going, right? We need new info. We need a new story. Good things to think about. Best way for folks to get a hold of you, Aaron? Yeah, give me a call at 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. And that's wrapping up this week of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, folks, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss, and they are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. You can check out this podcast and many others through our website at ruralradio.com. You can also go wherever you pick up your podcast for free, and you can also find it on Spotify as well. Have a great rest of your week into the weekend. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.